It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live from Washington, D.C., this is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And we are here in Studio A in Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C., your nation's capital. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics. Uh, Joining me in studio today, he is the former Undersecretary of Commerce for International trade. He is the one we know as the Honorable Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hello, Justin. And at my 11 o'clock, he is the retired one-star admiral from your United States Navy, fresh from Bogadel Vista, Florida. He is Admiral Ken. Hello, Admiral Ken. Hello, Karen. Justin. Good to be here. And in a, in a surprise effort, joining us for another episode, she is the former field producer and on-air talent for NBC, ABC, and Insert Networks here. And she is our media goddess. She is Laura Chavez. Hello, Laura. Hello, so glad everyone. you're here. Oh, I think it's good we, to be we here. We miss having you in studio. I, I like to give you these little treats every once in, in a while. In speaking of treats, um, I feel like I should come over and, you know, put my hands on your shoulder, smell your hair, and <laughs> and kiss you gently in support. Uh, is that is that creepy, Uncle, or is that creepy? Is that creepy, moderator, or that is, is that that's a, or is that's that supportive? Creepy moderator, no. That's a creepy moderator, anyway. So now you're asking, why is Justin being creepy moderator? Well, it's to bring up a point. Uh, The news coming out of Washington, D.C., or out of pretty much Washington, D.C., but everywhere else he goes, is the accusations by... Is it an accusation, Alan? I mean, is that the right word? Yeah, because there's so far no witnesses to this behavior, although no one's denying it. Nobody's denying it. Have have you ever seen the swearing-in ceremony in the Senate? (laughs) I mean, so it it is alleged is probably the— So uh, a former state senator from uh, Arizona, uh, a state delegate, who who made the claim that she was unwantingly touched and kissed by then-Vice President Al Gore— it is brought up Al Joe Gore. Biden. Uh, Joe, Joe, Biden. Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. I'm sorry. Did I say Al Gore? You did say Al Gore. Wow. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. That was weird. Cause, 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 as far as we know, Al Gore's still Al- the clear. Al Gore Joe is still Biden. in the clear. Joe Biden on the a other A little end. bit of an issue right Al- now. Al Gore is not exactly somebody you would see as affectionate. I don't know why I brought that up. Anyways, wouldn't. Joe, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Joe Biden. Vice President Joe Snuggled Biden. by a tree stump. Yeah, no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Global I warming. apologize. Global Al, warning. You know, yes, yeah, and so do I. So do I. True, so anyway, Joe, a true Joe tree hugger. Oh, yeah, exactly. oh, oh. Alan for the win. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I got to give him credit for that one. Joe Biden is. I mean, look. If you've been in Washington or if you've watched C-SPAN, you know Joe Biden is going to. He's an affectionate guy, but is it right or is it wrong? Particularly the fact that they're still waiting for him to run for president. Laura Chavez as the person with uh, out the extra chromosome. I would say with a uterus. Yeah, uh, you said that I did not. I'm just saying okay. as just, a person in the room with a uterus. Yeah, uh, you've seen Joe Biden. I have. You, you've been around Joe Biden. I have. Uh, is I went to a pool party at the when he was a vice president. At the, you, I did at the observatory. I did. You did. I did. Did he touch you unwantingly? No, he did not. He wasn't even there. So. Oh, okay. All right. So here's the question: Is uh, is in in the era of Me Too, and it's not like this is new. We've known about this for he's done this for thirty forty years. Why now? I think right now, and first of all, I'd like to say there is never a wrong time to bring up a assault that you have felt an assault, any sort of allegation. Please, women of the world, men of the world, feel free to bring this to the attention of someone else. Like, 
even if you aren't sure, if it is something that has made you uncomfortable, if it is something that has violated your personal space, that is something that was a violation for you. Okay. It, while it doesn't necessarily need to grow to the allegations of assault, sexual assault, or rape, that doesn't mean your personal space wasn't invite, invaded. Right. There is also a certain level of intent that when you're bringing an allegation like this to the forefront, you should also qualify like... Was this a, I, I don't think anyone, including uh, Lucy Flores, the woman who, uh, who, brought, the who brought the allegation, thank you, Right. Um, she herself has said, I don't think his intent was sexual or malicious or anything like that, but he crossed a line with me personally. This was not an okay touch. Um, it made me uncomfortable. And I think I applaud her also because she is not, um, while allegations kind of spring forth, in a uh, for people usually under the age of 40 now where it's a much more like hyper aware space she is not in that space she is very brave to bring this up please speak your truth but I will say like she and Joe Biden need to have this conversation he gave what was was, in my opinion not the most heartfelt apology but he did cross a line with her all right let me ask you this question is this because and and here's here's my uh, here's my concern is it seems and it could be construed that instead of having a private conversation with the former vice president, which would have been hey you know what not cool with the whole shoulder thing smelling the hair and kissing me in the head thing. This should have been a conversation that she should have had. Possibly in private, or is it is going public in this way, in this climate, in this in, in this media cycle, the right way to do it? I think it's important to note that the, this was the right way for and, her to do this. This was the right way for her to speak her truth, to get the story out there. I am not going to judge the way, the manner in which the people she spoke with. This is not the first time I'm sure she has told someone that story. This is just the first time she has gone public with it. Okay. And there is a very, and also, um, like, maybe she has tried to reach out to the vice president, the former vice president. He's not a person you can just pick up the phone and say, hey, Mr. Biden, uh, so sorry to disturb your day while you're, you know, gallivanting around the country. I'd like to talk to you about an incident that happened in 2014 where you made me really uncomfortable. Okay. Because he's also, as you said, notoriously a touchy person. Yeah, he's not probably even going to remember this. Which, which, which I am. I mean, you know. I mean, we hug every oh, time we see each other. Yeah. Uh, but we have a personal relationship that I think, in all honesty, like we have created a friendship, a partnership, right. a bond where it is okay for us to break the touch barrier. At that point in time, uh, then Vice President Biden and Miss Flores weren't at that relationship level where they were. Hugging friends, touching friends, you know, hair sniffing friends, like all of those things. They were not there. He just presumed the ability to do that because that is who he is. And and before I go before I go to the other testosterone filled human beings on the table, I want to ask one last question because I know we only have you for half the show. Is it again, we we any sort of unwanted touching is incredibly wrong. Correct. That, yes. that, that that I will give you. Um, uh, the question is, can you see how this might look political? Oh, in the in the, in the way that she did it, in the venues that she presented this in, and the fact that you know there might be some political history where. We, we, I, mean, I don't know, but you understand. Does it, it? It shouldn't take away the fact that she felt uncomfortable, but does the way and the manner make it look politically motivated, and does that make it suspect? I think that yes, I can definitely see why people would be saying this is politically motivated. The timings, you know, more than suspect. All of those things. But keep in mind, like when this happened with a certain former presidential candidate, nobody seemed to care. But. Again, this was the right time for her. And that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of miss 
Um, these accusations very rarely is the person who does the unwanted touching the person who's like, hey, guys, guess what I just did? Very rarely do you have a moment where someone's grabbing, say, oh, I don't know, on an Access Hollywood bus that they used to or that they routinely grab women by their the genitalia. Their genitalia. You can say that Thank, word. Yeah, I'm not going to say the other word. But it's kitty, usually. Kitty cat. Yeah, exactly. Kitty cat. But it's usually the victim that after a certain amount of time, after years, whenever they are ready to come forward with their story, that is the case. I see how this can be politically motivated. But keep in mind. Lucy Flores is now being attacked on every social media site. She has gotten hate mail already. She is now in a position where, um, oh my goodness, I've completely forgotten the name of the woman who um, accused Brett Kavanaugh. Um, oh my gosh. I'm, yeah. We, the professor who accused Brett but, Kavanaugh, like she had to hire personal security guard. Right. There is no one, there's no guarantee that Lucy Flores won't have to have that same Talk with her family of like, hey, are we going to need to change our phone number again? Are we going to need to move? Are we going to need to do all of this? A lot of people are already attacking her just for speaking her truth. Admiral Ken. So a um, couple of things. One, uh, I, I come at this from the perspective of someone who, who, who's, who's a dad and a husband, um, dad of, a, of, a, of a young, two young women. Uh, also from the perspective of someone who has been the victim of a power of differentiated um, um, Misuse of power in a, in, a, in, a, in a sexual context way. You made the comment at the, at the beginning that you had some concerns or issues with the way that Vice President Biden um, um, apologized or, uh, or statement. Can you can you talk about you know what 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 issues you had with that and and um, and your thoughts on it? Of course. Um, so first of all, I think uh, if you actually look at the apology. He doesn't really say, I'm sorry. And in all honesty, it's a very public apology. I think a public apology needed to be made. But prior to the release of that public apology, he should have reached out to her. And she has said, like, she has not been reached out to by the Biden organization, by uh, the vice, former vice president's organization. No one has reached out to her personally to say the president would like to apologize but to you personally. But has she brought it up before? That, I mean, that, that, that's, that's what gets me. The second this hit the Internet... Someone should have reached out from his organization. Someone should have said, Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden, I'm so sorry to inform you, but there is an allegation that some that you had an unwanted touch with someone okay. five years five ago. Five years ago. Now, in that, that time point, frame, now, in that time frame, one of the things, I, and again, I do not want to take away from this the fact that she was made to feel uncomfortable by the Vice President. What I do want to say is, is that she's had, she's been in the room with Biden after that event is my understanding. Yes. And there were other opportunities that she could have presented and said, it is handlers or whatever. Now, if his handlers said, hey, you know what? We got to go. We got to run. I get that. I mean, that that's why this one, you know, Kavanaugh, yes, absolutely should have been heard. The right venue, the right time. This seems a little political politically suspect we should hear it out but i just think that it takes away from her from her stance but i guess i guess the the, the other comment too is that uh i would add is that one to your point she's been in a room with him before um and since and since and and um but i guess you know I'm trying to understand. Or I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to do the empathy thing. I'm trying to put myself in 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 that position, and and um, I, I and you 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 kind of said it before. I don't think he remembers. I don't think he has any 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 memory of this. And that, that, not, no. you, not not saying that's an excuse. No, and I'm not saying uh, that to belittle but, what happened to her. I, 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 nor, no. nor am I saying that yeah. either. Yeah. But I think I think when you take into the when you take into um, the the context of the fact that one, I don't think he remembers. Two, the time frame. Three, the, the all of the other stuff that's going on. I, I I guess I'm trying to figure out what else would he have said in that statement, um, other than than what was said. Now I would agree that yeah, at the point at which he first heard about this, the smart thing for the handlers to do would have been to pick up the phone and get this person on the phone and say, "Yo, I'm really I don't have any record. Wh- whatever, talk it out." Not going to put yeah. words in his mouth, but talk it out. And I don't think that I, I agree that probably needs to right. happen. But I, I don't know what else he could have said in that statement with the understanding right. that we all have around this table. Right. right now. Alan Moore. So th- there's sort of two things here. One, what happened? 
and then and and and, how, and what did people do with it at the time? I have no quarrel with the woman not even understanding what happened, how she felt about it, much less finding a way to go to the vice president who's yes. supposed to help power help her run for lieutenant governor, which she was a candidate for at the time that this right. occurred. Um, and she, on reflection, realized, wow, that was that made me uncomfortable and I'm beginning to process it and so on. What do I do with it? Bury it. And and Biden himself, I think it's very clear, given anybody who's been around him, observed him, witnessed him, or is now just hearing about him, is a very touchy-feely, affectionate like kind that. of yes, guy. Men and, and, it, and women. Men right. and women. Right. Um, there's, there's an embarrassing group of photos uh, involved that, that people are having some fun with because maybe it's real, maybe it's it, it, it's it, it's misleading. Um, so I, I, I'm... I'm not sure what he would. I I don't have a big quarrel with him not just immediately calling. He doesn't know what he's dealing with. He doesn't remember this woman, doesn't remember encountering her, isn't sure how far do you go with an apology? Is there another agenda here? I think he got around to saying, I don't remember. It's important women be able to speak out. It's important that they be heard. About all he might have added is, although I don't remember Apparently, I did something that made her feel uncomfortable. I really apologize yes. for that fact. I mean, this but, was, but it's not. It's not. A, it, it's not quite saying I remember that. Gee, I'm, I'm. I'm really sorry. Let's all acknowledge one thing, and that is, the ground rules for behavior are changing. There's a oh, generational yeah. difference here. You don't have the the the, the huggers like Joe much anymore. And, and I do. And, I, I, and, I, I mean, I, let, let, I don't. That I, I'm not interested in your situation. He's, <laughs> He's a politician. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. He's a politician who's vulnerable forever for for overstretching a boundary, and he's not going to be the hugger anymore. That we can guarantee. The other question, though, is: Was there a secondary motive here? Was there some kind of That's politics the question involved? I asked earlier. And and as we all know, I think there's a second accuser, a woman from Connecticut, who said that at. At a gathering of other people, this was 10 years ago, she was working for a congressman at the time at some kind of a uh, an event, and he grabbed her by the face and came in, touched her nose, nose to nose, which was weird and bizarre, and she wasn't sure what happened. There were other witnesses, but she came forward. Now, the, 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 the first uh, accuser, if you will— was before a Bernie Sanders supporter. I don't know where she is right now, if she's going to support right. him again. So the the question comes, timing, detail, is there a political motive here as well? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. It doesn't negate what actually occurred. On the other hand, if if I'm Biden and Biden's people, it's like, where's this coming from? Who is she? What do we know about Wait, her? I mean, look, what, what 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 other motive? We we might we she in have? Washington have watched C-SPAN during the swearing in in the Senate anytime Uncle Joe was up there swearing people in, and it was literally almost a drinking game of is he is he going to get is he going to get a little creepy creepy factor of ten creepy factor of five? It's a known thing. He's always been that way. Does it condone it? I don't know whether to condone it or not. Here's my here's my problem is I hug everybody. I hug men and women. And now don't, I don't run for office. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, you I couldn't before. And it, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is the, that, no, there is no fist pumping. That, that is not a fist pumping moment. Here's, but, the, here's one of the things I will say, like one to address Admiral Ken's point. There is also a power dynamic. Yes, this woman could have come forward years ago. She could have come forward the next day. She was running for lieutenant governor, I believe, in Nevada. And you are saying, why didn't she, you know, accuse the vice president of the United States of not sexual assault, but making her feel uncomfortable? There would have been such a backlash. Her political career would have been done. She wouldn't have been able to continue that campaign for another minute without having everyone's first question to be to her be about this one She's instance. She's right about that. 
she, no, no, so no, you can't no. exactly say like why didn't she come why is this why now why ever would there's you have rather between, she done this di- the day after trump it, was sworn in it, no, no, no. I mean, if, if i if if i am her or i am but one you of are her not pe- her I, not that's her. the thing okay fair enough Fair enough, but you are I'm not her. And but, in all honesty, like there is a generational is there really thing. Really, a and, right absolutely. answer to this? And she, is, there an, is there a right answer to this? Well, the right, yeah, there to is. What question? The, the, yeah, the, the right answer to this is the right answer to this, and and I think President Vice President Biden really kind of hit on it. And and as 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 um less of an A plus as the response was, I think he he said it he said it pretty well that when when women feel or anybody feels that they have been uh, placed in a situation that's uncomfortable, <laughs> they should be heard, uh, and they should be believed. Now, if he if if his if his statement fell short because he didn't apologize, you know what? Then you know again, you know we we can't put ourselves in in his situation completely because we don't know all the things that he knows and all the things that, that he does know. But the answer to the question is right. the answer to the question is people who have been in this situation should be heard, they should be believed, and they should not be ridiculed. In right. story. I agree. It, it's very true. And I will say, um, yes, while I do have some qualms with um, the full uh, statement that the Biden camp, or the Biden uh, organization put out, my main qualm was I just wanted him to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. that I made you feel that way. I respect the fact that he called out the Me Too movement as the, a great movement. I respect that he said people should be listened to. Wait, Women are an amazing it, voice. Is him yes, just saying, that does. I'm sorry, is that going to satisfy the situation? It will help the situation. Nothing is going to satisfy a situation after someone is made to feel in. I, I don't presume to know anyone else's background in this, but when you feel objectified, when you feel like you are a lesser person, when you feel like the weaker party right. in a situation where you are then deemed kind of powerless in right. that moment because, one, you weren't expecting it, and, two, there was nothing to do, an I'm sorry can go a long way. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let that be the last word. Uh, Lori, I know you got to bail out. I do. Uh, we love you. Thank you. Uh, and can I hug you when you leave? No. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more 2020 Democratic politics. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. Backroom politics. We'll be back in two minutes. one way to shed. Those blues don't need a rubber nose or some giant shoes. Have a smoke. Tell a joke. Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And we're back to the best political talk show you've never heard of. We are now a little bit more testosterone heavy than we were previously. Uh, always good having Laura Chavez in studio. We really miss her. Uh, but uh, we're going to keep talking about the 2020 Democratic run going on. So... Here's the question. Uh, Admiral Ken, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg, uh, is literally pulling in $7 million, pulled in a $7 million haul this quarter, which for a under 40 mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who's really thrown himself into the deep end, is pretty damn impressive. The question is, is, number one, is Pete Buttigieg the real deal and why? 
So uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, I saw a commercial saying that uh, he was going to be on Morning Joe. And I, I was intrigued because I was thinking, okay, so he's what, in his 30s. He's the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Um, and everybody's talking about how great this guy is. I, I just thought, you know what? Let, let, let my curiosity go amok and let's, you know, let's tune in and watch this. So what I'd always heard was if you listen to this guy, he makes sense. He sounds reasonable. Uh, he answers every question on policy directly. He doesn't do any spin. Um, he is he is he's pretty much got everything that a real a real candidate would need to have. And I thought, okay, fine, I'll watch this guy. And and I came away from it. I, I called Eileen into the room. You got to listen to this guy. Holy crap! So I think the main reason that. He's being able to pull in the money that he that that he's gotten so far is one he doesn't sound like anybody else. Two, uh, he he answers direct questions with direct answers, which is phenomenal uh, in in the political world. And on top of that, he's a combat experienced naval officer, and who doesn't like that? And so, the the question now comes up, Alan Moore is. He, he announces he makes $7 million this quarter in fundraising for his 2020 campaign. From 200,000 different donors. Well, yeah. And on top of that, I mean, Amy Klobuchar pulled in similar numbers, but not getting the attention. Why is Pete Buttigieg getting all the attention? <laughs> I guess, first of all, I, I think it's pronounced Buttigieg. If you look at the spelling, you would never guess any of this. But anyhow, so I think it's Judge. Okay. So, um, Mayor Pete um, from South Bend, um, a fresh face who's obviously smart. He seems earnest and serious. He answers every question, sometimes by saying, I don't know, or I'm open to considering that, or I'm not sure that's the answer. But at least he sticks to the facts, and he knows a lot of them. It helps when you're a Rhodes Scholar um, and and uh, and have just been a smart guy all of your life. Um, there's also some fascination about him. He's gay. He's been married since last June to a 29-year-old media-savvy uh, guy who <laughs> who's also got some increased following now. But but. I like like uh, like the admiral watched him on a delayed basis on on Morning Joe because I'd heard about it and read about it and they were singing his praises and it and it had a, a wonderful reaction. It it speaks to not only who he is, but who the other fifteen Democrats are not. Hmm. We've some of them are old names we've we who've been around. We've talked about about Joe Biden, um, uh, not in the most glowing way that he would want right. us to talk about. Um, Bernie Sanders has been on the scene. Both those guys are in their late seventies. Um, we've got several senators who at least have visibility. You mentioned Amy Klobuchar. We've got Kamala, Kamala Harris. Well, Kamala is, Harris brought in so, twelve million. So she she had some impressive numbers on her own. She isn't getting been the attention this, that. Oh, she's gotten plenty of attention, but I not mean, getting the attention on this number like Pete Buttigieg. Is. Well, it depends on who you're listening to. She's she's got bigger numbers than 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 he does um, from more donors. So she's got nothing to feel bad about. I think Bernie Sanders is going to come in with a number significantly larger even than than Kamala Harris. Came in, Prob- 18 oh, did million. he come in at 18? 18 so I, 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 that was what people were guessing. Um, yeah, those are impressive numbers. It it speaks to the world of email of of internet fundraising and how there are a lot of people out there prepared to kick 10, 20, 40, 50, 100 bucks into more than one campaign just because they're look they're 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 continuing to look if everybody was coalescing around two or three people there wouldn't be room but, for somebody like But again I go back to my original like question I go back to my original question why what garners Pete Buttigieg and his 7 million dollars versus I mean 4 years ago or I'm sorry yeah 4 years ago 
Bernie Sanders raising $18 million would have been breaking news. Uh, this $7 million, everybody's got Pete Buttigieg's, or Pete Buttigieg has everybody's attention on $7 million. A month ago, nobody had heard of him. He, so what's he the re- magic? What's the magic picture? He, he got a, he he suddenly emer- sort of blossomed forth on Morning Joe, and they gave him twenty minutes. They really enjoyed him. They started singing his praises. People pay attention. He he had, a week earlier than that, he had done a town hall where he also did extremely well. So the t- the the town hall gave him the opportunity to be on Morning Joe. So he had two different quite public opportunities. Well, three, because he was also on Stephen Colbert, which apparently got him huge numbers. So people are looking. People are intrigued. And in a very short period of time, he went from nothing, I mean, a small city, medium city mayor, to a a person around which there was buzz. And the folks out there in social media said... I'm going to kick in some dough. Is, is, it, it, Admiral he, Ken, it he, happened he, fast. So, it did. So, so I, I, it, it takes a lot these days to surprise and impress me. I was surprised and impressed. I was blown away. I mean, so much so that I, I literally screamed the other side of the house, you got to see this guy. And I had an expletive in there when I when I did it, too. And so I, I, I came away from it with just with, with jaw-dropping surprise, like, holy crap, who, who is this guy? Where did he come from? And I think, I think what you're seeing with regard to the to the uh, the the fundraising numbers, are that other people are having that same that same experience. I mean, and much more so, much more so than I got from Kamala Harris when I watched her coming out party in California. Much more so than I got from Cory Booker when I watched his. Definitely much more so than than uh, than I saw from from uh, uh, Bernie Sanders. I mean, it's like holy crap. I mean, this is you know. I, I'm 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 intrigued, and I want to see where this goes. I mean, is 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 it the guy himself, or is it the fact that this is almost Capra esque? This is almost Truman esque. What this guy is doing? I mean, this the 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 small town mayor. I mean, look, South Bend's not exactly a, a major metropolis. Small town urban mayor who comes out of nowhere and is starting to raise eyebrows and getting attention in the biggest political game he could play. Caparas doesn't do anything for me. I'm a poor black boy from Alabama. I got to be a flag officer. So, I mean, it, that doesn't do anything for me. What does it for me, Justin, is the, is the message, is the, is the intelligence, the, is the thought behind the, the conversation. This guy, he's, 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 I don't like to use the term. I don't use the term very rarely. I mean, very much. But he, I, the the word rock star comes to mind. He's but impressive. I, but much, I, I more mean, so Alan, than, much more so than Beto. No, Beto no. But Alan anything. Moore, and, and that's what I want to bring up is, you know, when you start talking about people on the stage, Beto, you know, Beto's name has slipped by yeah. very, very quickly. Alan. Well, let's remember a couple things about Beto. He was the darling of 2018 because he had a real shot at beating Ted the, Cruz. the most unpopular <laughs> person in national politics, Ted Cruz. No, second most, uh, but go ahead. So thank you, thank <laughs> you. It's a tight race. No, in the Congress. It's a in tight race, right, yeah. In Congress, that is correct. In Congress, he in Congress, hands down the winner. Um, and, and, uh, uh, and he became a phenomenon. He had a couple of good YouTube uh, uh appearances, one of which dealt with Colin Kaepernick, of all things, um, that resonated with a lot of people, and they just there seemed like something authentic. It was actually a little bit of the same stuff that you feel with the with Mayor Pete, except the more you get to know Beto, and he did lose, after all, and then you watch him, and his trip to the dentist, and his wanderings in the wilderness, and and self uh, uh, searching for himself, and leaving his wife and three kids behind, and all of his hand movements. Suddenly, Beto seems a little bit, you know, a little worn around the edges, and less authentic, and a little odd. And here comes Mayor Pete, who has all of the former without any of those negatives. Maybe they're there somewhere. It's just that he seems like a really thoughtful, 
authentic human being without the sort of bizarre stuff around the edge. Now, there are going to be plenty of people who are troubled by the fact that he's a gay man. That doesn't sell equally everywhere in the country, but it it is not nearly the kind of 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 disqualifying burden that it would have been even 10 years ago. Um, but here's the here's funny thing about that is there's 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 a, a, a little bit of a, of a quirky humor statement going around the democratic circles is pete Buttigieg has a problem his husband's gay and what that tells me is it's it's not that big of a factor anymore and i mean it's almost like well let me ask the question instead of making the statement is america dying for a Harry Truman type political rock star to come in and offset the in-your-face politics that we've been dealing with for the past four years. I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I, I I am looking forward to having my first debate with an evangelical about the merits of uh, uh, Mayor Pete, because if you can put up with the president. And you can support a president <coughs> who talks openly or you know, brags, brags uh, about you know, grabbing women by their genitals and uh, and Hank saying half a dozen of the other things that are, that I, as a person who grew up in the Baptist church, would find questionable. Then how where are you to basically find any kind of negativity with with uh, with Mayor Pete's sexuality? Because quite frankly. That's the group I think I predict will have the hardest time uh, accepting uh, accepting. Evangelicals were never going to vote for Pete Buttigieg, even if he was heterosexual. But 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 the point that I'm making though is that the point that I'm making though is that um, that same group ten years ago would have been thought not to vote for somebody like Donald Trump, and they turned out in droves. And and here's the funny thing about that is they said the same thing about the staunch Catholics in Ireland, and they have a gay. Uh, president now, and I mean that, and and that, and that, and you want to talk about religious conservatism? I, 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 I you know what? I, I'm just telling you, having grown up with these people, and, right. and now living among them now, uh, this th- th- that will be a discussion that I am looking forward to. I'm going to bring two cigars and several scotches because it's going to be freaking awful. <laughs> bring your own pint. Seriously, no, absolutely. Right. No, yeah. right. But Alan, Alan Moore, I, I go back. I go back to you. Is is, is this the the haberdasher from Missouri. No, type. no, 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 no. See, I, I don't buy the Truman connection. Why? Truman was plain spoken, pl- true Midwestern guy. I can't remember where he went to college and so on. He was a rock solid uh, store owner who got into politics. This young man, who's thirty seven, I think, yes, is is, is grew up in the Midwest. Then he went to Harvard. Then he was a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> he had a. He's a serious academic. It's not that he wears it on his sleeve or is a show off about it. He's a really, really smart guy, which has helped him advance. Truman didn't advance that route. I, I'm an admirer of Harry Truman. What I know about him. But it's a totally different path. It's it just happens that they both came from from the Midwest, but the 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 parallels immediately break down. Um, this guy is thoughtful and smart. Well, I was going to say one thing about religion. He's also a, a believing Christian. He's Episcopalian, and he's challenged progressive Christians to be more active and more assertive in the political process because they sort of leave the playing field, if you will, to the right-leaning evangelical types. And he thinks that, that that's a failing by the church in modern times. And when you it's talk, just when, an when interesting you talk kind about, of debate. I mean, when you talk about the church in politics, you're not talking about the Episcopal, the uh, even the Catholic, the progressive Catholics. You're talking about the far right wing uh, evangelicals, Protestants. Well, not even. I mean, yeah. further than Protestants. I mean, no, You're no, talking, but it, it's, <laughs> it's it's more of a Protestant side of things. <laughs> And occasionally some Catholics when they start talking about uh, birth but control. You're talking but about, you were talking about the uh, the the tent 
crowd. You're yep. talking about the true hardcore, uh, and and I and and I'm going to use this term, hardcore Baptist, uh, evangelical Bible thumping crowd. That is what you're talking about when yep. you talk about the church and politics yep. now. We don't have, and they've lost all credibility. As well, far we don't. As I'm we, we don't. We, not, not not if you're a Republican. Well, I, no, but all as I'm far saying, as I'm concerned, well, all all I'm saying is that that the that Mayor Pete has talked about that very issue right. and knows that there are a lot of progressive Christian traditions that exist in the country, and he's encouraging them to step forward and be heard as Christian progressives, not to not to push aside and ignore the Christian piece of of their politics because there are many who are progressive and christian there are plenty of progressives who were non-believers i mean you you can't you can't uh put a label on on any of them but it's just an, an it's just another theme that he has developed that that i know has some appeal to christian progressives who have been shaking their heads scratching their heads over these evangelicals who call them Christians, they support Trump, and he does. If, if, if you are a follower of the example of this man named Jesus, how could you possibly follow this man named Donald Trump because he violates so many of the principles that Jesus represented? But these are the same people that are going to condemn Pete Buttigieg to hell. Because he's in an openly gay marriage. Well, that's that's that's, that's my the, point. the admiral's point that, that right. some of those the, some of those guys who claim, claim is, it, you know it, it, some of it has to do with abortion. We can acknowledge um, that 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 is a compelling issue for uh, a fair number of these evangelicals who will say, "I can look past so many of the things he says and does that I don't like and that I find offensive." What, because the, over here, he's protecting life. What was the uh, for somebody who says his favorite book is the Bible, what was it? What was his gaffe down at Liberty University? His, he, uh, well, when he said two Corinthians, two Corinthians, yeah, two, <laughs> two Corinthians, second Corinthians, two Corinthians but... walking to a bar. Does does Pete Buttigieg have the potential of being either a rising star, uh, dark horse, or? Is he disrupting the entire thing? And if he stays in, he gives it to Trump. I, I don't think that he's the kind of guy that's going to give it to Trump. Let me put it this way. So let's say there's 16 people right out there right now. His chances today of of becoming the nominee are higher than Donald Trump's were when he got into the Republican Party. People were laughing at Trump, that he was a joke, that it would never happen. His announcement speech was a disaster. And in the eyes of people supposedly in the know, and he was nowhere in the polls, and he came, he just climbed and climbed and climbed. Now, he had a name recognition that Mayor Pete does not have, but Mayor Pete is coming to be known. And the more money he's able to raise, and success breeds success in this money-raising business, the more he will be able to become known. So I don't see this happening, but I didn't see it happening, What what's happened in the last uh, five weeks. So, right. so, Ken. so I, I have that, I have that concern that um, the, from my perspective, there's probably maybe one or two of the 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 16 announced slash unannounced uh, candidates for president on the Democratic side that have got a snowball's chance of beating Donald Trump. And at the end of the day, I imagine that debate uh, where whoever the nominee is from the Democratic side goes into a debate with, with President Trump. I don't know that if Mayor Pete, I don't know if Mayor Pete has the the chops to be able to handle somebody like Donald Trump. I think Joe Biden does. Uh, I think Kamala Harris does. Uh, I think Cory Booker might. But uh, I don't, and I, Elizabeth Warren, absolutely. Because, I mean, I, I think she's about as annoying to, to, to President Trump as a really bad sunburn in Mar-a-Lago. So, but, um, but I don't know if Mayor Pete has got that in him. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the, the I think the Democrats are looking for a warrior. 
they are looking for someone that can go into the arena with President Trump and not only come out um, winning, but coming out and, and having crushed him while, while it was there. And I don't know if Mayor Pete's got that. Well, you, and I don't know the answer to that either, but, but I'll tell you what. If Mayor Pete were to emerge from this group of 16, then I would say the chances are very, very good that he's got the chops. It ain't going to be easy to to emerge from this group at the top. And whoever does will probably have some cuts and scrapes along the way, but, but they will also be battle-tested. In, in, in different iterations of this show, we have literally tried to call elections. And we, We've been pretty and, good. Uh, We've been pretty good, Justin. We, 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 We've we been pretty botched, good. I mean, we screwed the pooch in 2016, and which leads That's me true, to believe, but every, which, the whole country well, did. But, <laughs> but, well, no, no, no. Here's the thing: is the whole country didn't. It was everybody inside the Beltway. It was. It he he was, had a different meaning, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I missed that one. I missed that one. I feel uncomfortable. Now. I feel like that, that was that was. But that I, was, I feel to, to your point, to what? your point, I think the point you were going to make is that people outside the Beltway had a much clearer vision of whether how well Trump was going to do than people inside the Beltway. Right. I would agree with that. Right. I would, and and, 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 and that. it strikes me that there is. There's a lot of people talking about Pete Buttigieg outside the Beltway, which, you know, might do him well. Uh, I guess the big question is he's already got a, he's already got a spot on the big stage for the first Democratic uh, debate. The question is, is he sustainable, Alan Moore? I I don't know. I'm going to we're going to see how he does. He has exceeded expectations big time so far. So he's on an upward trajectory and we'll see what kind of trajectory everybody else is on. We'll see what what Joe Biden does. Um, He's not in yet. Um, we'll see what Mike Bloomberg does, who said, you know, if Biden should decide not to get in, I might reassess. Um, do you really a, think do you really think Mike Bloomberg will jump in only if Biden doesn't? So I, so and I don't think Biden is going to bail um, because there's there's some backlash, as, as Laura was talking about, towards uh, towards Ms. Flores. Um, and her accusation. On the other hand, there are going to probably be another other women who are going to step forward and say, you know, I didn't think about it. A They've whole got videotape on C-SPAN of it every every six years of him well, doing that. It's not every six years. It's or any time they it's, were it's swearing cons- in Senate. Well, it's also every event that he ever goes to. He's That's got his true. hands on somebody's shoulders. He's whispering to them. That's history, but it doesn't matter. It's history that's been recorded. There, there are many, many photos uh, out there. Um, I want to say one thing uh, before we close out. Doesn't what? have to be this second on on the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, yeah, we I, we do have to talk about that, I, and I think that's going to be a bigger discussion possibly for next week. Well, I only wanted to say it's say the following: as people may know, the 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 administration decided not to defend that law in a in a. In a in a court case, a dis, federal district court that's in, in a court of appeals, creating huge surprise, a huge a bunch of heartburn for Republicans right. who said we we don't want to fight this again. We're not ready to fight it. And the president goes out there in his exaggerated form and says we're going to be the Republicans are going to be the party of health care and so on. Yesterday he 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 he, he punted. He, he punted. Well, no, he pulled back, but he said the, he said something about the Republicans. We Republicans are working on. A plan to to give lower premiums and and lower deductibles than anything in the Affordable Care but Act. Only if for 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 two years from right. now. But what I wanted to say, it, it was thinking about yesterday's date. The Republicans are working on this replacement that will have lower deductibles and lower premiums. And lower, April, Fool, and, yeah, April Fools, yeah. and lower because of, they're not and lower our out of pocket costs. They're, that's the funny they're, one. They're, that's the funny it's, one. It's it, it, the, the the tweet mentioned the deductibles and the premiums, but but it was an April Fools joke. There is no work going on by Republicans. There may be a handful of folks at the Department of HHS and one or two in the White House. It, the work is not going on. 
He's that PT's, does not exist. It was an April Fool's He statement. is political P.T. Barnum. He is political P.T. Barnum. But the hey, scary part is it, there's people out there that are going to defend it, it, that. You know, P.T. Barnum said there's a sucker born every minute, and you know what? There are a lot of minutes in this country. Hey, you know what? I got, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I want to do a shout out to my friends at NBC News. NBC News just put out an alert. Um, in case you didn't say, uh, real quickly, and we've got like a minute and a half left. Um, a, a rapper was shot in in L.A., uh, a, a community activist-type rapper, rapper <coughs> named Nipsey Hussle. <coughs> Excuse me. We got to get a cough button. We do have to get a cough button. Anyways, Nipsey Hussle was shot over the weekend in his L.A. NBC News just put out a um, a an alert that basically said they have arrested Eric Holder for the shooting of Nipsey Hussle. Turns out the accused shooter's name is 29-year-old Eric Holder, yep. which has got a lot of people now going, what the F is going on? We might want to clarify that to the guys up there at Nebraska Avenue and the guys up at 30 Rock. Please do me a favor. Clarify that. When you say they have a suspect, Eric Holder shot Nipsey Hussle, it is not the former attorney general. So with that, I just I noticed one other headline just from the, from the last hour. The president is now saying that if you to the Democrats, if you don't want me to close the border, then cut a legislative deal with me on immigration border wall, et cetera. Get, get, so now it becomes what, get the, a tactic. Yeah, tell, tell him to get the hell out of here. Anyway, uh, with that, on behalf of Admiral Ken, uh, the Honorable Alan Moore, uh, is that Oscar and Rob behind the glass? Everybody's waving hi now. No, it's just Rob. I'm your host, Justin Russell. We will be back next time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. You can follow us on Twitter, where you can hear us live every Tuesday, 4 to 6, at Backroom Politic. You can follow us on Instagram. Yeah, there's an Instagram account. We're we're becoming a big deal. Uh, Backroom Politics. You can follow us on Instagram. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash backroompoliticsradio. Or you can go to our website and get links to everything, backroompolitics.org. Again, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, America. Bye-bye. What good is living? I'll soon be giving my body up to the ocean. That's the way I feel today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.